הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבתוכנו וכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר. קדושים אשר בארץ הם אבי שחק לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם. נחל נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגן, נא נח נחמן נחמן נאומן, זכותם תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. זו בעזרת השם, תלוי ישראל תורה ל"ו, תורה 36, לשון רבנו זכרנו לך, which is directly from the manuscript of רבנו. Let's hop right into it. בקרוב עלי מרעים לאכול בשרי. רבנו brings a verse from תהילים, בקרוב עלי מרעים, when David Amen החלץ, when evil doers come close, לאכול בשרי to eat my flesh. וזהו כלל, כי כל נפש מישראל הוא מושחש בשבעים נפש של בית יעקב. within the 70 souls of the house of Yaakov, and the 70 nefesh of the house of Yaakov are rooted within the 70 facets of the Torah. Okay, that's the, that's the, um, the connection between all, the, all that. And Hashem created everything this opposite this, meaning for each thing in holiness there's an opposite on the side of impurity, etc., that corresponding to the 70 souls of the house of Yaakov, on the opposite side, on the side of evil, there are 70 languages. That each and every language possesses an evil trait that the other one doesn't have. Each and every language has something unique to it, an evil trait that no, one, that no other language possesses. And because of these traits, These languages are far from the 70 facets of the Torah. And when this soul of the house of Yaakov comes under exile or goes into exile under the hand of one of these 70 languages, meaning what Rabbeinu is explaining that whenever one of these souls is trapped under the 70 languages of the Goyim, they come into the exile. Meaning when these souls come under the traits, these evil traits that correspond to these 70 languages. And this soul cries 70 calls. Just like a woman who's giving birth, before birth, she screams 70 screams. And it's brought in the Zohar Pinchas. The same is true of this soul that cries 70 calls. Um, whenever it falls under the Galut, under the rule of one of these 70 languages. And why did the scream 70 screams? Or why did the woman call 70 calls? Because what? These 70 correspond to the 70 words in the Mizmor, in the Tehidim, Ya'ancha. Which Tehidim is that? I believe it's Tehidim Chaf, Tehidim 20. Ya'ancha. That without these 70 screams, it's impossible for the woman to give birth. And this is the main idea. Sorry. Look The main idea is that each and every soul of the Jewish people, before it has a revelation of Torah and service of God, before it reveals 
before it has a new revelation in the aspect of Torah and serving Hashem, it's tested and has to be tested and refined within the exile of the 70 languages. The soul has to go through this galut. Meaning the soul has to be tested with their desires, the desires of each of these 70 languages. Each and every one of these 70 languages has a desire that's unique to them, that specializes in them. And what Rabbeinu is teaching us is that the soul has to be refined through one of those lishonot whenever it wants to renew itself in Avodat Hashem or Torah. So Rabbanu is going to connect to us right now why it has to be refined in the Galut and why the soul has to go through this Galut and why it screams 70 screams, etc. So Rabbanu explains that when this soul comes into these bad traits and is tested with these bad traits, these evil desires and is brought under Galut, then it screams 70 screams we learned earlier. Why? For the revelation is in the aspect of birth. We know that revelation is birth. Birth is revealing this new this new being. And we know that before the revelation of the Torah, the Torah was in the aspect of pregnancy. That the Torah was hidden from us. Just like pregnancy is the, the fetus, the baby is hidden from us. As it says, as it says in Kohelet chapter 11, like the bones within the womb of the pregnant. This is referring to the baby. It's a reference to the Torah also. As it says in Dvarim, I will surely hide myself, Hashem says to us. Meaning what? Meaning whenever we fall into the Galut, into the evil traits of the 70 languages, Hashem hides himself from us. The Torah is in concealment. The soul is in concealment. So it screams. For the klipa, the evil force, the, the shell that precedes the fruit. For this is the shell that precedes the fruit. Meaning before the soul has a revelation of Torah and Avodat Hashem, before it's able to come close to Hashem and to break that klipa, it has to go through this klipa, one of these tavot of the 70 languages. And over there it has to scream, these 70 screams before it's revealed and before it gets out of this galut. Why? Because this is the klipa that precedes the fruit. And one who wants to eat the fruit, you must first break the shell. This is why, before this revelation, the soul has to go through this exile. Meaning what? What exile? Meaning within their traits. In order to break their traits, these evil traits, and then to come to this new revelation. This new existence. By the way, Rabban is explaining all the troubles we go through whenever we want to get close to Hashem. Why we have to, to suffer and why it's so difficult for us to, to do things, for example, to wake up Chatzot or whatever it might be to break our Tavot. Rabban is explaining to us right here that we have to go through this refining process through the Tipa. Veda, and know, Sheklalut Shashivim Lashon, that the encompassing of these 70 languages, the all-encompassing thing of these 70 languages, of these evil traits. What's the all-encompassing evil trait of all these evil traits? This is sexual immorality. And this is the general rectification. Meaning what? What's the general rectification? When one is able to break this desire of sexual lust, one is easily able to break all the desires. This is why the first thing a person has to be tested in 
is this one specifically. This is why Rabbeinu says the main test of a man in this world, why a person is tested in this world, is specifically in this place of sexual desire. And when Rabbeinu was a kid, the Satan came to Rabbeinu disguised as an old man. And the Satan told Rabbeinu, I'll let you have every, everything you want, any single, single thing in Avodat Hashem. Just let me test you in, in Tavat Nyuf. Let me have an easier time in testing you in Tavat Nyuf, in sexual, um, sexual tests. And um, Rabbeinu told him, no, you can test me in anything you want except for this. Because Rabbeinu understood that the first thing a person must break is this one. This is the first thing a person must put all his focus on. This is why Moshe Rabbeinu, for he is the main encompassing, he is the all-encompassing person who is able to reveal the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu, he is the generality of the revelation of the Torah. Why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu represents this aspect of Da'at, consciousness, awareness. For the Torah is called the beginning of Da'at. It's in Mishle, chapter 1. Gamitat also brought that we know Moshe Rabenu Ole Bigimatriat Tariag. El Bran Sefar Kane in the Rokeach Megalea Mokot also. That what? Moshe Rabenu is the same numerical value as 613. It's 613 mitzvot. Why for Moshe Rabenu encompasses the entire Torah? Had to separate himself. Um, from every single thing. But you remain here with me. This is when Hashem tells Moshe to separate from his wife, Why for Moshe Rabbeinu, above every single person, must separate himself specifically from this Ta'aba? For he is the all-encompassing aspect of the entire Torah. Bilam, who stands opposite Moshe on the evil side, he is Moshe on the opposite side. Bilam, who knew the Da'at of the Most High. Just like Moshe was that, Bilam was also that. We also find that Bilam hints within the aspect of the evil forces that he corresponds to the Torah. Just like Moshe corresponds to the Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu's numerical value is 613, corresponding to 613 mitvot of the Torah. Bilam also has a connection to the Torah. Kibet, we're going to pick apart the word Bilam. Bilam is Bet, Lamed, Ayin, and Mem. So Bet, Bet is the first word of the, the first letter of the Torah, Bereshit. The Lamed, he the Torah. The Lamed is the last letter of the Torah, Yisrael. The Ayin, can I get Shit Impani? The Ayin in the word Bilam is corresponding to the numerical value of 70. Why? The 70 facets of the Torah we saw earlier in the lesson. Umem, can I get Mem, Yom Torah? And the Mem corresponds to the 40 days in which the Torah was given. So we see that Bil'am's name encompasses the Torah, but of the Klippah. And because that Bil'am was in the Klippah, because he represents this aspect of Moshe, but within the evil side, it's for sure, this is why he was trapped within this Ta'ava, sexual lust, more than anyone else. He was a... He was like the one who was the most disgusting of all, all people within this Taba. As it says, Have I been in the habit? As it says, Look in Gemara Sanedrin, Kufhe, I believe Amud Bet over there. We also know that Rabbeinu, uh, the Zohar also says that uh, Bil'am used to have relations with his donkey. 
as the Zohar brings over there. He was mamash, sunken in this Taba more than any single person. Gam Yosef, Yosef also, before he had the revelation of Torah, meaning, what's the revelation of Torah and the generation of Yosef? Meaning, the beginning of wisdom. And we say in Mishle, if you call to understanding, if you call to Bina, if you call to understanding, what is Im though? It's M. M Labina Tikra. So, what, what are we? M is Ima. We know this aspect of mother, which is also Bina. But nonetheless, Rabbeinu is not talking about that here. He's going into something different. Im Labina Tikra. If you call to understanding. Meaning what? Before Yosef merited the revelation of Torah, Yosef had to be tested within this desire, this all-encompassing desire of the 70 languages, meaning the all-encompassing desire, the desire that includes all the 70 languages, is this desire of sexual lust. And for the fact that Yosef stood within the test, he withstood the test, and he broke this, this shell that preceded the fruit, he merited the fruit, which is what? Which was the revelation of the Torah. What, and the Torah we know wasn't revealed in Yosef's generation, but what does that mean? What's the revelation of the Torah? We're talking about that Yosef merited wisdom and understanding. As we saw, and Rashid Chokhmah. That um, Yosef merited Chokhmah and Bina. As we see that Paro compliments Yosef, what did he say? There's no one more understanding and wise like you. No one is wise and understanding like you. This is why the Chachamim expound in the Gemara Brachot Al Pasuk on the verse um, in Shema, we say, after your heart, and after your eyes, etc., etc. Meaning, you shouldn't stray after your heart. It's in the Gemara over there. After your heart, what does that mean? Zehu minut. This is heresy. And after your eyes, zonu. This is a reference to sexual immorality, sexual adultery. So we see that don't stray after your heart and your eyes. Niuf. Gam shimshon halach achar enav. Also shimshon went after his eyes, as we see in the Gemara Sota. Gam bilam nikhas setum ha'ayin. Bilam is also called what? Setumha, uh, I think the eye is open. One whose eyes is open. Why? Because what do we say? You have to guard your eyes from the sexual immorality. We saw in the Gemara Barachot that Acharei Nechem, after your eyes, means guard from sexual immorality. But Bilam's eye was open, meaning what? He was looking everywhere. He had the Pagam in his Brit more than anyone. For he encompassed this evil trait more than any single person. He encompasses evil trait of all the 70 languages. Therefore, Rabbeinu explains an awesome sod. When you say the first verse of Kriyat Shema, meaning, you must shut your eyes. Close your eyes. Why? Because this represents the beautiful maiden who has no eyes. You must cover your eyes like this maiden. As it brought in the Sabbath, the Mishpatim and the Zohar, and the Kidve Arizal he brings over there. 
for the rectification of all the, the immoral thoughts that come to a person, sexually immoral thoughts that come to a person, what's the tikkun? Say Shema and Baruch Shem Say the first verse, This is the tikkun. Why? For Tavat Niyuf, sexual morality, where did it stem from? It stems from the turbidity in the blood. Achirat adamim, the turbidity in the blood. Hanumitchol, meaning what? From the spleen. Shehi lilit, which is the angel lilit, the wife of the Satan. Shehi shivcha bisha, which is the evil maidservant. Ima de Erevrav, the mother of Erevrav. This is Lili, who represents this Tava. Shehi malchut arasha, she represents the evil kingship. All this, these concepts that we just mentioned are all in one category. Umalchut adishmaya, who b'chinat gevirta. But the holiness, the holy malchut, the malchut of the heaven, of Hashem, this is in the aspect of Gvirta, the mistress, Isha Yirat Hashem, the woman who fears Hashem, Shei Bifchinat Yam Shomo. This represents the sea of Shlomo. Ha'omed Hashem Asar Bakar that stand upon the twelve oxen, Shem Shenem Asar Shifteya, which correspond to the twelve tribes of Hashem. So we see something amazing here. On two sides, there's one opposite this. You have Lili, you have the evil kingship, Lili, the mother of the Erevrav, the evil maidservant on one side, the spleen, the bad blood. And then on the other side, you have the, the holy Malchut, the, the holy mistress, the woman who fears Hashem, the sea of Shlomo, the twelve oxen, the twelve tribes. And when a person accepts upon himself the yoke of heaven, with these verses of Shema and Baruch Shem, that he's basically, when he's saying these two verses, he's encompassing his soul within the twelve tribes. And he's separating his soul from the neshama of the erevrav. That comes from the woman who's a prostitute. Who represents Lili, who's the evil maidservant. As it says in Bereshit. Because of Sarah, my mistress. I'm running away. I'm running away from my mistress Sarah. That the desire runs away and disengages from her. Meaning from the holy Sarah, Sarah who represents holy Malchut, all these desires which represents Lili, all the evil side, runs away from the holy Malchut. It can't stand. But if a person does not put effort to expel this promiscuous woman, then, it fall, then he falls under the aspect of what it says in Mishle, the mistress who usurps the maidservant. The mistress we said earlier is Lili. And she takes control, she inherits who? Gvirta, the, the maidservant, sorry, the, the, the shifra, the maidservant takes control of the mistress. The maidservant who represents Lili takes control of the Gvirta, which is the only Malchut, which is Sarah in this case. So a person has to put all his effort to combat these evil thoughts and to make sure that you do not fall under this category of the under the souls or under the, the domain of the imam, the erevrav, etc. For now, Rabbeinu is going to explain the sod behind why saying these two verses in Shema protects a person from Tavan Yuf and is the tikkun of, of bad thoughts, of evil and immoral thoughts. Why? For in these two verses, you have 12 letters. twelve Sorry, 12 words. 
שמא ישראל, השם אלוקינו, השם אחד, עד סקס, אין לי ברוך שם כבוד, מלכותו לעולם ועד, עד סנדו סקס. אז זה 12. נגד 12 שיטייה קורספונדינג, to the 12 tribes of השם, ו-49 אותיות, and how many letters in שמא, ברוך שם? 49 letters. Why? Look how awesome that is. Corresponding to the 49 letters within the names of the Shvatim. If you add up Ruben, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, etc., etc., Yosef and Benjamin, you have 49 letters. And by accepting this yoke of heaven, he is in the aspect of the Sea of Shlomo. He separates himself from the souls of the Erev Rav. Which is corresponding to the evil maidservant, the evil, the promiscuous woman, and he encompasses himself within the souls of the, the good tribes, the holy tribes of Hashem. The aspect of the woman who fears God. Then he's in the aspect of what? Closed eyes at the time when he's accepting the yoke of heaven. This is what he should do. Close his eyes. To teach us. Why? To show that when he's closing his eyes while saying Shema Baruch Shem, as we just learned, that through this he's accepting the yoke of heaven, which is what? The aspect of Ulimta Shapirta Delet La Enid. He's accepting the evil maidservant, the, sorry, the Ulimta Shabita Shapirta, the beautiful maiden, Delet La Enid, that has no eyes. Meaning what? Meaning the eyes being the desire. That encompasses all the evil traits of the 70 languages. Meaning if the woman, the, the holy, the, the beautiful maiden has no eyes, it's because she has no eyes for this tava. She's completely separated. We saw earlier in the Gemara Brachot that what it said, um, that we said earlier in the Gemara, that after your eyes in the Shema is a reference to, meaning what's eyes, straying after your eyes. This is the evil uh, desire of sexual lust. So when a, the beautiful maiden has no eyes, it's because she's completely separated from the evil malchut, from Lili. So when a person accepts the yoke of heaven, which is basically all malchut shamayim, the, the malchut of shamayim, meaning the holy malchut, which we talked about earlier, which is the holy malchut, which is the, the, the holy maidservant, the 12 tribes, etc. You have to close your eyes, for closing your eyes represents this idea of shutting your eyes away from this evil desire. All that Rabenu just explained, all of this is when a person has a, a lustful thought occasionally, bad thoughts occasionally. As I then it's fitting for him to say these two verses. Then, God forbid, if a person is is has the habit to think these 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 lustful thoughts, these bad thoughts constantly. God forbid. He's not able to separate himself from it. He can't help himself. Then he must also draw down tears at the time when he's saying these two verses. When the time, at the time he's accepting the yoke of heaven. For it's brought in the book Shvile Emuna Netiv Dalet that the tears are excess matter of gloom. What's gloom? Gloom is the spleen, which we said earlier is lili, etc., etc. So gloom comes from the side of evil. So 
tears are the excess of that evil. What did we say this screen is? This is the evil kingship. That from that promiscuous woman comes all the souls of the Erev Rav. But when you draw down these tears at the time of, at the time of Shema, then what? All those excess, all that excess matter is pushed out from the from the neshamot of the yerevra, from the evil side, is pushed out. Hanu ta'avat niyuf, meaning all these ta'avot are pushed away from her. Habayim acherat amin shetot cholom me'aratorot, meaning all the ta'avot niyuf, all the, the sexual lusts are pushed away and drawn out from the turbidity of the blood, of the spleen, and from the u'me'amotorot, and from this excess. Ve'cholen ishvatom be'manchot jamayim, and then he encompasses his soul within the holy manchut, the manchut of heaven. Ve'zeshet yergem yonatan ha'pasuk, and this is what... Yonatan ben Uziel translated on the verse in and they were crying at the entrance of the tent of the Moed. At the entrance of the Oal Moed. What did that mean they were crying at the entrance of the Oal Moed? What did it say? What did Targum Yonatan say over there? Bachian, they were weeping reading Shema. Why? This was only in order to save themselves from the thought of this promiscuous woman, which is the klipa that precedes the fruit. And they were crying and reading Shema in order that they could come to the revelation of the Torah. As Ravenu just taught us over there, this idea that when a person has an occasional lustful thought, he should say Shema and Baruch Shem, um, which is able to take out your neshama, the soul, from the domain of the lili, and the ima, the erevrav, etc., etc. And when a person comes to the revelation of the Torah, then from this new revelation of the Torah, comes new souls. As it says, This is brought, um, in the song of the Ari, I believe, in the Nimor Azamer Bishvarin, the Ari's song, which Rabbeinu was very makpid to say on Friday night, Rabbeinu Ari's song, um, which one is customary to say um, Friday night for Kiddush, I believe. That in that song, what does the Ari Akadosh say? He writes, Lemebad um, Nishmatim, thereby creating souls. Ve'orchin chadatin a new spirit betarten ovit latin betarten ovit latin with the thirty-two. Meaning what? He a Torah. What's thirty-two? This is the Torah. She yesh bashloshim ushnam netibot achochma, which has thirty-two pathways of wisdom, as we know in the writings of the Ariya Kadosh. Um, that there's thirty-two pathways of wisdom in at the beginning of Sefer Yetzirah, um, and also in the Zohar. Um, I believe if I'm not mistaken um, but nonetheless um, Rabbeinu is t- teaching us that the 32 that is written in that song of the Ari is a reference to the 32 pathways of the Torah this is the Torah and what does it say at the end of the uh, in that part of the song and with the three branches what are the three branches what is Oraitatlitai the threefold teaching, the Torah is a threefold teaching. Have you seen the Gemara Shabbat? Pechet. So, what are we saying? That you thereby creating, thereby creating new souls, creating new souls and spirits. With the 32, meaning what? How do you create new souls? Whenever you reveal the Torah, which is what? The three branches 
the Torah is a threefold teaching. So when a person reveals the Torah, has a revelation of the Torah, then he creates his new source. Nimtzach, sheatzadim migaleh ezed davar, azay morid, nishmatin chadatin nechol echad me'ashamin ha Torah lefi bechinatot fisato. Therefore, when a tzaddik reveals um, something in the Torah, a novelty in the Torah, with this novelty in the Torah, he draws down new souls to each and every person who is listening to the Torah, each and every person according to what he is capable of handling. Each and every person according to what he is capable of handling um, has a revelation and a new soul. For the Torah has two types of koach, two types of powers. Either to kill or to bring to life. As we say, when it says you shall place them, meaning what? If you merit the Torah, then what? It's made for you an elixir of life. If you merit the Torah, the Torah is an elixir of life. But if you don't merit, then it's a poison. And it says, it says in Hosea, the ways of Hashem are straight. Tzadikim and Chubam and Tzadikim walk in them. Ufoshi'imi kashavam and etc. That the sinners stumble upon them. Either the Tzadikim can go with them or the sinners stumble upon them. The Torah has two types of powers. You can either use it for evil or you can use it for holiness like the Tzadikim. The same is true of the Tzadik, of the Tzadik's Torah to each and every person according to what he can handle. There is a person that has a new soul that's created for him. From this revelation of Torah that Tzadik reveals. But there's a person who God forbid, on the opposite side. That the Tzadikim walk with them. Um, and the sinners stumble with them. So there's two aspects. When the Tzadik reveals this new Chidush in Torah, he can either create a new soul for a person depending on if he's worthy. And if he's not worthy, God forbid, then this can create um, a new soul of evil. A soul under the domain of the Erev Rav, as we saw earlier, etc., etc. Everything is dependent upon a person's vessel. This is the key. Meaning, according to what he's capable of. According to what his mind can grasp. For this is a great, great idea, a great principle. This is a massive, massive general principle we have to understand. That it's impossible for any single person to attain and to grasp the speech and the words of the tzaddik if he had not rectified first the sign of his covenant, of his holy covenant, if he had not rectified the brit. Meaning if he has not overcome these sexual lusts yet. Then he's able to understand and to grasp the, the words of the tzaddik. The ascent of Yesod is until Abba and Ima. Meaning what? What's Abba and Ima? Father and mother? This is reference. This is Chochman Bina. We know in the Pach Tufim. Corresponding to the Sfirot of Chochman Bina. Abba is Chochma. Woman is bin, the mother is bina, understanding Shem Yud and He, which represents the letters Yud and He. Yud is Chokhmah, He is bina. Shem Mochin, these are the intellect. So this the ascent of Yesod is all the way into Abba and Ima. What's Yesod? The Brit. Meaning what? If you want to have Chokhmah and bina of the words of the Tzaddik, if you want to understand and to have wisdom of the words of the Tzaddik, then you have to have the ascent of your sword first. You have to elevate your Brit Kodesh, your sword being the Brit. Nimtza, we find that when a person rectifies 
the sign of his covenant properly, his holy covenant properly, then his intellect is perfect, and he's able to understand the speech of the tzaddik, according to the tikkun and rectification of each and every person, the same is true of his understanding. According to how much you rectify the bleat, is how much you're able to understand the word of the tzaddik. Everything, if you want to come close to the tzaddik, understand the word of the tzaddik, what the tzaddik really wants from a person, it's all to rectify the bleat. So this is where we're going to start today. This is when we really merit to do tikkun bleat and to detach ourselves from the domain of the ima de rav the shifcha bisha, God forbid, and Bizrat Hashem attach ourselves under the twelve tribes, the holy tribes, the Malchut Dikdusha, Bizrat Hashem, Amen, Kenyeratzon, Bizchut Rabbeinu Hakadosh.